Are you looking up that store? No, I'm, I'm recording intro for a show. It's called West for Lunch. I was about to, with the way you were walking, just drive off. Because that was, that was unnecessary. <laughs> Chinese buffet. Yeah, we're going to go do it. Are you recording uh, now? No. I, right, I, okay. I'm going to turn it on later. Because I wanted to give us a chance to, you know. You are recording. <laughs> I want to give us a chance to, you know, shoot the shit. Yeah, the, you're, you're totally recording. I want to give, like, to ease into it. Oh, okay, I got it. You know, it's well, been a while since I've seen you. I'm now in a new location. Well, I, I you're need stuck to... in an old building. I feel bad for you. <laughs> It smells of, of, of sadness and, and well, I I, uh, I need to uh, I need to start out by um, uh, by uh, at telling telling you just a, an ir- an irksome point. Um, I noticed uh, that you didn't you didn't ask me to hang out until after the Red Sox were up two to nothing <laughs> on the Dodgers. Uh, and uh, congratulations on that. By you're, the way, but you're not a you're not a Dodgers fan. No, you're right, but you so, know. So I mean, it's, I mean, how far did the Indians even get this year? They made it to the postseason. They okay, made it to the postseason. That's good. Did that's they... that's much farther than than two thirds of the other teams in baseball. True. Did they get out of the first round? No, no, no. They didn't even oh. win a postseason game this year. Oh. The reason. That was uh, weird. The reason that we didn't win a game uh, was because uh, Houston got caught cheating. And then uh, they're about to. They had. They were beating Boston, and then as soon as they got caught cheating, they didn't lose. A, they didn't win a single game. The, I think that. they beat Boston in one game. And then with the out cheating, of seven, in the, one in the, in the, in one. the cheating. But they won one game. You literally, you literally can't win one out of seven in baseball. No, they. But I'm Maybe they it, won one it, out of five. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was out of a seven-game series. They won one. And then they were caught cheating. They won four straight postseason games. Were caught for cheating, which the which Major League said wasn't cheating because they were they were cheating to make sure other people weren't cheating. Apparently, was their story. Yeah. So um, all, all I know is that Boston has one of the best baseball teams, and I'm really proud to be a Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah, I, uh, I'm Sox. happy. I'm happy for you this year. Thank I'm you. Happy for you. Yeah. So. You know well, what? yeah. I mean, yeah, I. It's cool that Cleveland isn't horrible anymore. That's true. That's true. We're so, not horrible. It, you mean, know, it could be a lot worse. Could be worse. Yeah, you know, we could be the Indians of like the seventies. Uh huh. You know, it could just be bad. Yeah, you could be you could be the Red Sox of about a hundred years. Oh. So. Oh. Okay. All right. Because you know the Red Sox were that team for a hundred year span. Yeah. 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 The city of Boston, you know. Didn't have a championship for what? Like, how long a had it been since they had time. had like a couple years? You a know, long time. for a, for a, for a little while. When did the Celtics? Yeah, just, well, the well, last time the Celtics won. God, when was that? That was what seventy. So you so seventy six was so, the last time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um seventy eight maybe. Uh, then of course the Patriots win like. And then. Then yeah, then yeah, the, the Patriots, Patriots kind of win like a little bit here and there. They kind of broke the spell, right? Uh, and then ever since then, it's been like Sports City USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, championship. Meanwhile, after championship. prior to 
you know, it's like the whole nation is just falling down in every major sport, just falling to their knees to, to the greatness of New England. Right, right. Meanwhile, the entire city of Cleveland hadn't won a championship. Not a single sports team in Cleveland had won a championship since, it was like 70 years. Mm-hmm. So it was a citywide drought. So, you know, you can, you know... It's like people who are Cubs fans who are like, oh my gosh, oh, the Cubs won. And it's like, yeah, oh, but when did the White Chicago. Sox win? Yeah, yeah, when did okay. the Blackhawks so win? So what you're saying is you know, what, when the, did... what the Indians pulled off was greater as a feat because the entire city of Cleveland sucks. You mean the Cavs. What the Cavs did in 2016. Oh, what the Cavs did in 2016 was a greater feat yes. than what the Red Sox did. Yes. In the entire city of Cleveland is cursed mm. or was cursed prior to LeBron. Hmm. It took LeBron to. This is why LeBron is the greatest basketball player ever. Because, because <laughs> I, I think you would get some strong arguments in that. Some strong arguments for yeah, that. No. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Too. Every other person who's played basketball has has done. Every every one of the other greats that's up on the list, or what they haven't done. None of them have been able to win and break the curse of Cleveland. So LeBron, I mean, like that. That is. Those are impossible odds. Nobody can win in Cleveland. Uh-huh. The entire city invents ways to lose. <laughs> LeBron James overcame that. He over overcame that. Hold on. Hey, babe. How's it going? Doing good. You're on a podcast now. Can I call you back? <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye-bye. That was pretty... So, that was pretty short. Yeah. That's how we were. That's how we roll. Yeah, we're that's, efficient. That's we're very, efficient communicators. Yeah, that's good. We that's said good. everything we needed to say. Yeah, a lot of trust there. A lot like, of trust. You could just hear the trust. Yeah. 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 I said, so, "Can I call you back?" She said, how, "Yep, no problem." I said, "Okay, bye." So then you're just gonna not call her back. I mean, that's yeah, usually, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Usually I'll talk my... to her. I'll talk to her tonight when I come home. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she's gonna listen and be like, that's... she's gonna listen and be like, Argh. she's gonna uh, be angry, especially if that accidentally happens. Yeah, we. Let's... She might have just texted. Do you, you me. want me to set a reminder? Yeah, let's set a. To... Yeah, as we're on right. our way hey, back, remind. Hey Google, me. remind. Uh, uh, she wants me to return the DVDs to the library. They're late. Oh, but she could have uh, talked. You could have talked about that. That's fine. That would have been good. We basically yeah. did anyway. Yeah, the, have the DVDs been returned? No. no what did you get on DVD? Uh, it was it was for a family trip up to Columbus over the weekend, Columbus, Ohio, uh, um, and uh, we rented Trolls on Trolls. DVD, Oops, and we rented some some uh, Blues Clues. Oh, solid, solid trolls. Yeah. How did you not want to just like wring everyone's neck when that heavy music plays nonstop in that movie? That's so frustrating. (laughs) Um, There's some funny moments. Trolls, Trolls was growing on me as like an okay movie. It's nothing. The first time I saw it, I was like, "This is stupid." Uh Next time I saw it, I was like, "Okay, it's like it's not, it's not terrible." There's worse movies. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I mean, the soundtrack is a bit rough. I think they said the same thing about fascism. They're like, this is horrible. And then, you know, Mussolini comes around <laughs> and it's like, like yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's not that it's bad. It's not Hitler. It could be like Hitler <laughs> yeah. fascism. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's which, just, which, let me go on a Mussolini. slight political rant for a second. Okay. Growing which up. Which one are we going to go? Hold on, hold on. Of Trump calling himself a nationalist. Oh, yeah. All right, here's, here's what I'm about to do for a second, okay? All right. Um, nationalism has problems. All right, it's fine. But everybody wants to try to draw comparisons to him and Hitler and white nationalism. Yeah. Nationalism is what calls World War One. Fascism with uh, 
with Hitler was part of World War Two. Yeah. And I, just, I see that I'm like, ah, I'm like the reason that that Archduke Franz Ferdinand getting shot in Austria by a yeah. Serbian set the entire world at war was because everybody was the rise of nationalism and everybody made all these alliances with each other. You know, and however they're better than this people, and we're better than we'll never be, you know, and all this back and forth. It, it, if you're going to compare the nationalism, do, do it, I feel like, do the it. right way. Do it correctly. And yeah, it's, ah, it just irks me. Call him, he's going to start World War One. Yeah. The next version. Call him, uh, was it, was it Wilhelm? Who's the Kaiser? Who's Kaiser? Yeah. Is Kaiser yeah. Wilhelm? Call him Wilhelm. Don't call him freaking Hitler. Do it, do, do history right. Mm-hmm. I think that they I'm sure want, there's I history people they, who I are like, well, actually. Yeah, actually. But I think they want to tip into the whole uh, dog whistle term of nationalism, nationalists, because white nationalists do call themselves uh, that. And they're just saying, okay, he's, well, just, dro- he's just dropping the yeah, word but, white. Yeah, but that's the age-old tactic against Trump that hasn't worked. Well, yeah, I'm not It's like it's just beating a, a dead horse at this point. I'm yeah, everybody... Saying, I'm not saying they're looking for success. Yeah, I, just, I, know, I know. They're just they're just continuing this that guy narrative. This guy parked, like, right on the line. Maybe it's, I, just a, it's just a continuing I'm narrative. I'm, I'm, I'm very much right now. I'm right. No, I'm, I'm gonna, fine on no, my I'm door. I'm gonna go park somewhere else. This uh, guy, okay. I have no space. <laughs> so, um, I'm very, I'm very much into. Yeah, there's gonna be like three spaces here. Yeah. Uh, I'm very much into ridding buzzwords from my political conversations. Anything. One of the. I, I don't remember if you and I talked about this last time, but people just like fight over. People have arguments about the when they think of their argument the same thing, and they, they're arguing over the same word, but they've got two definitions for the same word. Yes, we and both think that. I think we both think that. Yeah. So I'm I'm very much into getting rid of every buzzword in my political language out, explaining it in other ways. Yeah, I mean, just there's something to be said for saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Exactly. And it might be an old phrase, but. It, there's definitely something to be said about it. And don't just be like, oh, he's a hippie, and then just imply that you know what hippies mean. Maybe hippie means one thing to somebody else and something to somebody else. Yeah. So you can't just label yeah, people yeah. with terms without really defining, I mean that this person likes patchouli. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they, that's like this is that's what I mean by this. Well, the, 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 this person goes to hot yoga. And <laughs> you've got your Grateful Dead hippies and you've got your fish hippies. Yeah, they're two different hippies. Things. And if you're you have your California hippie and you have your Florida hippie. That's right. Yeah, Dude, yes please. Yeah, exactly. You can't rope them into the same... I like it. they got water up. Comfy seating. So now... Is that drink for you? Uh, it's not water. Water? Yeah, that's fine. Cool water. Cool water. I like water. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, so you can't so, like... Yeah, you, know, you can't rub all the hippies into one. You right. Know, you can't put them in a box, man. Yeah. You know? Did you want to put the hippies in a box? I didn't want to put the hippies in a box <laughs> for just, quite some time. You want a hippie period. box? I want a hippie box. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, a, it's I like think a hot just, box. I think just, that's where they do the hot yoga. Is in the yeah, hippie box. In the hot, I think we just go get food. Yeah, we just go get food. because it's a buffet. Yeah, let's take. Buffet. Yeah, take. Let's go pick out our food. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what we're eating while we're okay. Yeah, I hope maybe I'll be able to stick this. In. I don't have a pocket. Yeah, it's not, it's not a stretch shirt. It doesn't have a two shirts don't have pockets anymore. They just they change it. They get all similar. All fabric is thinner. All accessories and plates, plates, plates.
Mongolians. Not Mongolians. Not Mongolians. Alright. This is mine right here. Oh, you oh, just went straight for the dessert line. Right for the, this is, is this dessert? No, this is sushi. Oh, this is I, I view, you know, I can view sushi as dessert. That's not sushi. That's It's cooked. a type of sushi. That's cooked. Uh, okay. Do you know what sushi means? Yeah. It was raw fish. Sushi. No, it doesn't mean raw fish. Sticky rice with, with raw fish. Because I don't eat that much. <laughs> I can so this is a, like I mean, my friend Jan and I, we once uh, went to a buffet and we decided to sit there for five to six hours. I have no idea. And uh, I'm not eating that. until we so we got food and then we sat around and waited until we were hungry again. So we went, we ate, and then we hung out for four hours until we got hungry again, so we could keep eating more. <laughs> Yo, here's the desserts and a pizza. Ooh, sweet plantain. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna come back for all that. Do we do silverware? Is that this hot spice? Yeah, it's the sauce. The sauce. Oh, here's the actual. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real sushi right there. That's the real sushi. So, as a quick recap, you know, to continue the conversation of everything. Oh yeah, the conversation of everything. That's yeah. So we we covered the birth of the universe. And we covered. Oh, I can take a break. You want to pause? Um. Yes. Yeah. Let's pause. And we're pausing for an announcement from our sponsors. This meal brought to you by some birds. Uh, some well, birds. Some birds and some Asian people. <laughs> Stone 
like vats that they let the beer ferment in, which gives that extra flavor. That's not the thing, the centuries old, whatever. It's delicious. It's like 50 bucks for a 12 ounce bottle. They only make they only make so much of it, and that's what supports their their yearly. Yeah, that's their income. That's how they keep monastery. They make beer, they sell it. You know, is it? Well, people started coming out. I mean, it's it's all it is all it's a little bit of how people it's a little mix of everything. It's a little bit of what people's taste changing as people learn more about beer. We're in like a very much in a golden golden age of craft beer right now. Very much so. I mean, you've got people on you've got people in New England making IPAs that or styles of IPAs that the world's never seen. We've never had this quality, this kind of taste of beer before. Mm-hmm. Like the the just deliciousness of what come out of like Treehouse and Hill Farmstead. We just can't get it. It wasn't around ever before. People invented new, better ways of making beer, of recipes. So did wine have just such a foothold because it's easier, or because it's been around long? I mean, it hasn't been around longer. Wine's been around, right. Well, I mean, technically, they say that beer created civilization. If you if you believe the people who said that we actually stopped and started farming because we just needed wheat so we could make beer. And the, like old, the, the oldest, oldest, the oldest records that we have of in the world are of, like some of the oldest records we have in the world are of beer recipes or transactions of beer, like like Sumerian accounts of yeah. you know, hey, I will give you this five thousand barrels of beer and you will give me X whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We know the Egyptians who built things like the pyramids, they were, the workers were paid in beer. beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so wine's not been around longer, but it's, was, is it just easier or do you think people well, cared more about their wine taste, so it split into different varieties? It's all Western world. So... I mean, in grandpa, in my grandpa's times, a pilsner was a pilsner, and nobody cared for anything else. Right, and we knew any better. Well, especially especially we weren't the English. And the English drink. Thank you. The English drink ales. Americans drink lagers. They're two different completely. They're two different. Made. They're two different. Oh, um, thank you. They're cousins on the beer family tree. They're not brothers and sisters. It's one half of a house. It's one half of a house versus another half of a house. Yeah. All ales. All ales are ales. You know, like, no, no, a lager is not an ale. An ale is not a lager. But everything that's considered an ale, like a pale ale, an IPA, a stout, a porter, um, those are all ales. Pilsners, lagers, Doppelbox. Um, these are all types of lagers. Yeah, it's the way it's the way that the yeast ferments. One is a top fermenting, one is a bottom fermenting. Lagers you have to ferment cold, whereas ales can just brew like around open temperature. They're two different like halves of a family tree. It's literally a, it's literally such a distinction in the recipe making that it's it's two different it's they're two different products. Anyways, so why so if we're thinking back to the history of beer and wine, I want to talk about maybe why wine got such a foothold. Anywhere, why? And by 
in the ancient world drink beer or wine. Why were they? Oh, it's safer than water. Safer than water. Yeah. So you're gonna drink wine or beer safer than water because the alcohol in it ideally should kill off most of the yeah, safer. bad stuff that you're gonna find in your water back then. It's way safer to drink to drink wine. And that's why also alcohol content was not the push in wines and beers. Right. I mean the alcohol content was low, minimal. Where we would we wouldn't even notice it. We would drink it and say, Okay, wait, this is not alcoholic. Yep. Because the point wasn't to get drunk, the point was to have something to drink. Mm-hmm. And, um, we still don't know exactly, at least as of when I was in college 10 years ago, we still didn't know how ancient, like, Greek and um, Roman beer, or sorry, wine, is made. We don't know how they made it. But I think the way they took, it like, grapes and just let them sit out for a little while. I mean, in a lot of ways, there's a bit of that. But what we do know... After they mashed them up. What we do know is, is it was a bit of like a paste. So wine is kind of like a paste, and then what? Was very, it? Very thick. Huh. What they did them... Oh, this is where the alcohol content comes into place. There, it's very much like a paste, like a word that's very thick. Water hasn't been added to it yet. It hasn't been thinned out. And, the, and whoever is the host of the party or like the guest of honor or whatever, it's their job to decide the pace to water ratio. And that decides who, you know, how hard you party. Oh. So you're going to have a... Wait, a, why did this, this little image of turning water into wine just pop to my head? Hmm. Like... Huh? <laughs> and I'm thinking, hmm, maybe they're just like, I'll take this water and I'll turn it into wine. And that's just an expression. Maybe. Um... Uh, so it was like high seed, or uh, like, yeah, like Kool-Aid packets. So you had your Kool-Aid packets of, of wine paste. Yep. You go in the back, you put it in a wine jug, you stir it up, and you make wine. Yeah. You make you make drinkable wine. You make dinner wine. And yeah, if you've got someone who's like, let's party it up. You know, if it's like a Friday night. Three packets. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, your ratio is like, yeah, if your ratio is like one packet to like per you know per gallon of water. Whereas, you know, you got your guy who's like, we need to kind of party a little easy tonight. Give me one gallon. There's going to be one pack for every five gallons. You're like, never invite this guy back. That kind of a thing. So we do know that. Um, but That also reminds me of, like, uh, the 1950s, 60s, back in the day, um, that a host or hostess would serve Coke, but they would go in the kitchen and actually open up Pepsi because it costs less, mm-hmm. pour it in the glass and bring it out and offer you Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma was actually guilty of that. <laughs> and my, mom's, my mom is a, a diehard Coke fan because of it. She, she won't drink Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. She felt, she felt it was just cheap. <laughs> um, so, let's take it a step further. The ancient world, everybody's drinking alcoholic drinks because they're safer. <clears throat> who's drinking beer? Who's drinking wine? All right, so wine is more of a Mediterranean thing. And then I, I thought beer was, once again, everywhere. I thought you you really could get it anywhere from the Middle East to North Africa yeah. to, to Europe. I yep, mean, yep. But who's drinking it? Who's drinking beer? Oh, upper class people are drinking wine. The workers are drinking beer. 
Uh, grapes, forward, grapes cost more to make. So fast forward what? So fast forward Western civilization. Okay. It's the 1700s, 1800s. It's the 1900s. Yeah, wine is the fancy thing. Wine is the fancy thing. Wine is what you drink. Wine is the high end of Western civilization. It's our. It's our. It's the roots of. It's in the roots of high society. Mm-hmm. And beer is the workman's. Beer drink. is just the workman's drink. Whoa. That's why for the longest time. Beer was like just a set. You have these things called session ales or session beers, where the goal is is like a beer contains five percent or less alcohol yeah. content, and the idea was to just be able to just sit down and like you go to the factory, then you go home and you knock out like twelve beers. Yeah. Or you knock out like you know you knock out your own six. You pack. want it to you want it to cost as less. You don't care what it tastes like, and you want it to be rated that magic percent volume, so you know. I can drink three beers and drive. I can drink four beers and not drive home. So yeah. I know what kind of a person I am. I'm a three beer person. Mm-hmm. You can drink three beers and drive and I'll be just fine. But nowadays you don't know because you get these beers that are 10, 12% alcohol by volume and it throws all your count off. Yep, yep. You got to go by feel. And it's all about flavor and uh, aroma. And so here's yep. my question for you now. In a hundred years from now, are people collecting rare bottles of beer and having them in a beer cellar down in their basement like they do with bottles of wine that are worth thousands of dollars? That trend is already happening now. The question, the question is whether or not it whether or not it um, it, it continues. Yeah. So right now, um, especially like um, uh, one of the big pushers of making. Yeah, I'm done. We can go get. Right, we can go get more. We can go get some sushi. Sushi. Um, so, uh, so one of the big pushes for one of the big beer breweries that is really pushing beer to be like wine is Goose Island for a while. They had this like they had this very like French Belgian series and they, the beers were called like so- Sophie and Jolie and um, uh, 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 things like that. <laughs> you know, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um. That's Sammy's. I need to go down here. This looks like crab, actually. Yeah, most of it's. That, that's imitation crab. It's all crab. They don't have any. This is spicy, too. Oh, that's, that's... that's spicy sand. I'm gonna try this. Ooh, I'm gonna take two. Of, I'm gonna take. Oh, I already done. You already yeah. took two of those. No, no, I took two of those. And Maybe the same thing. And um. So Goose Island was all about it, huh? Yeah, Goose Island was very the high end bottles, high end marketing. The look of everything was was rich. You know, and the, and the bottle was expensive too. The price point was way So, um, so number one, you got you got breweries in the industry that want to push for it because they want to be seen as high end. They want to be able to charge more. And they, yeah. And the, and the people, the people, the I would say this: the like rare high end craft brewers at Goose Island really, really cared about what they were doing, and they put out some really good product for a long time. Um, Goose Island was bought by Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch. So, in one year. Craft brewery sales went up like huge, huge. It was like eight or nine percent, like globally, annually, 
That's, was a, big, that, that's a big jump. Was that 2008? Uh, no, we're looking like 2000, like probably like 11. And um, and there was like a, um, I think there was a dip in domestics by about two percent, which I think was I think was like a big deal for like Anheuser Busch and domestics like domestic beers, country globally international. A two percent dip was like a, was a big deal, especially what they saw. I remember seeing on the TV. I think it was like an eight or nine percent swing in favor of the craft brew and two percent whatever. And they saw the writing on the wall that it was going to continue and it was going to get worse. Mm-hmm. I remember like. Seeing a news thing about it, sitting in a doctor's office in Montclair, Ohio, and in the waiting room, and uh, and um, what was I gonna say? So uh, they bought Goose Island. So they start buying up microbreweries to try to get it on the microbrew scene. Well, one thing that Anheuser-Busch doesn't do well is, is they want a little bit, they want to exercise a little. They're looking for craft brews that are good business, but it, but much like any sort of an art form, the best people who are make the art of beer are not the best business people. The people who are the best business people don't make good art in terms yeah. of like their craft of actually making good beer. I think artists in general have always struggled with the fact that they're not business people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's like the age-old kind of a thing. So... Goose Island was by, or not Goose Island. Um, I mean, even those who were good at business, sorry, Andy Warhol made crap art. Right. He made crap art, but he just did it because it was a good business thing. Right. What a hack. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, here's a soup can. Um, So, um, what was I going to say? So, So they bought Goose Island and ruined it. So they bought Goose Island and they they ruined it. But here's what they did, because, because Goose Island had the, Goose Island had both. They had good business, and they had good art. And what what Anheuser-Busch allowed Goose Island to do was to keep, like, an art division. It's keeping with the analogy. So the people who made Bourbon County and some of this other stuff, they allowed them to keep doing what they are doing. The problem is, is, is that slowly over time, the people that, the people that were the artists, they, they left because they didn't want to be under the corporate structure, and Budweiser had to step in, and they've lost their edge. Now their beer is junk. Um... But at the time, Goose Island was like, they wanted to push that wine comparison. They wanted to rival it in terms of making beer part of that high-end society. Uh, and then people in the beer community started treating it as such as well. You had it hitting from both sides. Um, I am aging beer in my basement, and I am aging high-end beers. Um, uh, I have a beer that, uh, I have a beer from 2013 that I'm not going to open until 2023. I'm going to age it a decade. Because I had that same beer. I had that same beer. In 2013, I had a 2003 of that same beer. It was phenomenal. It was a decade old and it tasted so good. Is that really something you can do with beer? Because the thing about the beer, the domestic beer industry, it pushes freshness. Right. It was brewed two days ago. You can have it now. It's the freshest beer you could possibly have. You're saying, no, actually 10 years from now. Now, do you have to be a certain beer? You have to have a certain kind of weight, a certain well, kind of um, heaviness well, to the beer in order for age to actually matter? So, so what, um, so you, got, you, got, you kind of got to think ingredient-wise. Domestic beer, one of the things that's true about domestic beers is, is that, um, is, is that, uh, wait, back up for a second. Um, 
more so than freshness, domestic beer pushes drinking it cold. You gotta have it cold because one that does not cold is bad. There's a reason for that. The reason for that is, is that domestic beers when they're warm, they realize that they taste like junk. And drinking something that's ice cold numbs your mouth a little bit, and you don't get that all that taste. And there's some <clears throat> there's some um, quality to a refreshing cold drink in and of itself. Yeah, in cold water serving the warm water. Right, right. But but and that and that's part of the analogy that allows part of the cell. That's why but that's why some of the business domestics have been able to lower their quality but still push their brand with things like that. They say, well, we can make our quality a little less because the cold is part of the quality that we actually have. It's a cold, refreshing beer. So beer is made with barley uh, or wheat. Um, it's made with malt. It's made with hops. It's made with water and sugar. Those are big things. You, what the big domestics have done is they have taken out all grain, all grain, and they just replace it with rice. It's it's all rice beer. So the next time you see a Miller Lite or whatever that's triple hot, you know, yeah. it doesn't do shit because it doesn't matter. It, 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 it literally doesn't matter. Especially, it, it matters in other bands like triple hopping something. Triple hop, triple hop, you know, going through three hop processes yeah. can matter. But not with their beer because their beer is made with rice. You can only saturate with so much hop flavor. It's not going to matter. And they probably use junk hops anyways. You know, the cheapest thing they can find. You don't get the barley flavor and the malt and some of the malt flavor that you get when the only grains that you're using is rice. It's rice, hops, and water and some sugar. It's bad. So, uh, so they're allowed to get away with that because you have to drink their beer ice cold, and you don't exactly remember how bad it is. So. Here's what happens when you age beer. When you age beer, certain tastes fade and other, other flavors linger or kind of stay around a little bit. The first, the, um, the first flavor to go is, like, like the first big flavor to go is your hops. Your hops will die out quick. It might take a couple years, but if you, have like, if you have like a stout that you've made with a lot of hops because that's part of the beer process and it's good to make stouts with hops, after a couple years, your, house, your hops will begin to fade. And you'll be left with these like kind of aging grain notes behind it. You'll start getting some of that barley through. You'll start getting um, if a if a beer is made with some like coffee or chocolate notes or malts that have a bit of a coffee taste or a chocolatey taste, like big and stouts. Um, uh, letting those hops go can bring out that chocolate and that coffee flavor flavor a lot more. So aging stouts is good because you can get you can get your hops to fade. You open it. You, if you make a stout or you buy a stout that's good for aging, and you open it too quickly, it's going to be too hoppy. It's going to be too a little too hot. Your alcohol even cools down a little bit. Your alcohol can kind of tend to start breaking down a little bit. Out, like it just it you they don't taste as hot. Hot's like the term for hot. You know that burn of the alcohol. Yeah. Your your heat of your stouts and things can fade over time. Certain beers you can age. Certain beers you can't. And it all depends on, on so the ingredients that, that you're using. So is that kind of the idea behind the IPA is that it would age and that it would be less hoppy when it Well, you know why the IPA... There, when, yeah, because of India and... No, the, the idea is, is that... survive the transport. Yeah, the idea is that the traditional English pale ale wasn't surviving the trip. The hops were gone by the time it got there. It also acts as a preservative. Hops is a preservative. That preserves the beer longer, keeps it um, 
and they're good, you know. Mm. So once your hops die out and they're gone, your beer can start to your beer can start to deteriorate. Like well, as overall as beer, hops are a preservative. So I'd never, I don't know. I guess I would never think to age beer. Right. Ten years in, in, a, in a cellar. Well, but ten, I'm also not a big fan of aged wine. I mean, like, yeah, maybe it's because I have no sense of a palate at all. That if you said, "Here's this wine," you no, here, drink her well. Here's I would a very, you don't have a palate. Here, here's a very. <laughs> if you said, "Here, here's a wine," now here's like pretty much the same wine that was made ten years ago. We aged it ten years. I would drink them both and be like, "Okay, this is like the same." What thing. changes in a wine over time as you age it? Uh, less sugar. Probably some of the alcohol probably breaks down a little bit, kind of like the same thing that would be here. Mm-hmm. I I think maybe the tannins fade a little, so it, it, Do you it put doesn't. Yeast in? How does alcohol think, made in wine? Yeah, it's just it's, how is it made? Fruit juice, yeast, and set in a jug somewhere, and then you bottle it and pressurize it after you let it do its fermenting, let it do its thing. Yeah. Yep. So alcohol. I know that alcohol in beer is yeast food. <laughs> yeast, yeast and sugar poops out alcohol. Yep. I always have really a shame with wine. But there's so much sugar in grape juice. A lot, a lot of sugar. That's why wine. You know, you get a bottle of beer, it'd be five percent by volume. Wine, you're looking at eleven to fifteen. Yeah. Per bottle. Yeah. Just naturally, it was already higher. Yeah. There's a lot more to do. And then if you start um, distilling it, that's when you get into like the good stuff, the stuff that's worth aging, the stuff that's worth putting in a bottle, yeah. the stuff that's worth li- leaving in a in a rick house for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, fortune cookie. Can't wait to find out what my fortune is. Uh, wait, trade me. I don't like this one. Nope. Too bad. <laughs> no. I'm stuck with it. Stuck with it. Oh, do I give it to her? What? Do I give it to her? Or take it no, it's my Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good, thank you. The water was the, the food is too good. Thank you, man. Uh, I'm so oh, I'm sorry about that. I gotta calm it down out here. It's too good. Too good. Hey, what's the data? Uh, yeah, it's all. You're welcome. You gotta buy next time. All right. And no more Taco Bell. <laughs> Buffet it is. Buffet it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Let's do one. Wish anything. With anything I want. Yes. Oh, thank you. Look at that. Yours is empty, so you get any fortune. I wish to come back and eat good food. <laughs> I've never seen an empty fortune cookie. She Excuse says my language. That's a crock of shit. <laughs> that is, that's a good one. No, that's a defective one. <laughs> Anyone to open them up? Someone, well, it's just that. Someone said, hey, I want another one. And they had to come up with a reason to not give it. <laughs> no, we can't give you two. Uh, that's uh, good luck. That's good. That's good luck. Oh, you're yeah. so lucky. 
<laughs> you so lucky you didn't get it. Oh. Are you guys going to blow the little series like we blew the, uh, the 2016 World Series? Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Hey, you are going to lose to the Dodgers. No, okay, uh, what do I got? Always, we always knew every AL team was going to win. Oh. Oh, look at I can get you a fortune. How about Ooh, another fortune? About Go to secondfortune.com. I have a live cracker. Do not wish to be anything but what you are and try to be that perfectly. Oh, there's Whoa. no pressure there. Wonderful. Just be, just be my perfect self. Ugh. <laughs> I need the second the second fortune is to how to deal with the crushing defeat when you can't when you can't get it. Oh, these are the winning lottery numbers of the Mega Million! They're on there? Yeah, this is it! No wow. joke, these are them! Wow. If only I'd gotten that one a few days ago. There's nobody back there. Are you recording again? Huh? Are you recording I've again? Been this whole time. <laughs> really? Yeah, about the beer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought it was a natural, good conversation thing. That was good. So what? we covered the history of beer. We covered the history of beer a little bit. I I like it. I like thinking of it as that's the distinction why 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 more effort was put into and more care. And prestige and Victorian era and fanciness of wine is because a bunch of rich uptight people were the only ones drinking well, it. Who? And and your your common worker man was the guy who was like, yeah, just give me a beer. Yeah. So beer, like they like didn't care. They're like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, do you think wine was that that big of a deal in medieval times? I don't know. In, in Europe, but I'll tell you this: you know, also came about in like the in like the 1700s, 1800s. That was real big. Um, that would have pushed that kind of Mediterranean high end of things. The Roman Empire. Neoclassicism. Neo, yes, that's what I was going to say. The Roman Empire yep. being brought back. Exactly. You didn't let me finish my step. Oh, guy, guy. Yeah. Oh, we see, it, we see it in our arc. We saw, we saw it in the architecture of the time. You saw it everywhere, all over the place. Yeah, if you're if you're displaying pictures of these fancy Romans sitting around drinking wine and having your art was palm, very neoclassical. Palm, palm fronds. Fan them. Exactly. And you're like, what are they drinking? Well, they drink wine. I want that. I want that. Well. Yeah. No. Well, now, so I remember, like, and I was a kid then, but, like, throughout, like, the early 90s, like, wine was such the explosion. And yeah. everyone was, like, vineyards were popping up everywhere. Box wine. And, like, it was just. All over town. It was, like, everyone's trying to try new things. And California became, like, the destination. You have to go to Napa Valley. They have the best wine. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. There's a, uh, there's a really funny... But now funny... it's everywhere. Yeah. And there's... I know where it makes really bad wine. And who? Kentucky. Oh. Kentucky. Kentucky I'm is... sorry. Kentucky, that's, it's not... Kentucky, well, Kentucky makes is bourbon. Yeah. Kentucky makes bourbon. But the vineyards around here that try... They make good craft beer in Kentucky. The, the, they're, trying. They're, they're putting, trying. they're putting but, effort in. But the grapes here are so bad, and the wine is just... It's oh, just it's so like cool. water. It's, that, it's like that, Welch's. You know, they get that <laughs> that lit limestone water. That, that good. That good. That's you great know, for bourbon. That great mine Bad runoff for everything else. Yeah, it's just it's just mine runoff. It's <laughs> all the water that we have. It's, <laughs> the entire state. It's all got some kind of mine runoff in it. It's gone through the ground. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. A Halloween store popped up. Have you seen those memes lately? It's like a Halloween store yeah. pop up out of nowhere. Well, and, well, they'll pop up in the uh, yeah. in the Ele- corpse of a Toys R Us. It's yep. It's eleven. It's like it's like eleven fifty nine. It's an empty storefront or whatever. It's like eleven fifty nine. You know, September. Yep. 28th. September thirtieth or whatever, and then it's like midnight. Yeah. Or, you know, of October first. It's, it's all of a sudden it's a Halloween <laughs> store. Uh huh. It's hilarious. Um, so what do you mean for Halloween this year? Uh, you'll find out uh, at work next Wednesday. Oh, are you doing that? Dressing up? Yeah. Yeah. For work? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Well, we're in a different location now. It's more high class. Where we're oh, at. we're not. Are just, we're not the, the workmen. Yeah, we're not the workmen. You're the wine drinkers. We're the yes. beer drinkers. We're, yeah, I've moved on. Yeah. So. We're, so let's yeah. So let's let's cover a topic that we meant to talk about. Today. Okay, I was gonna go to um, prehistoric humans. So we covered the birth of the universe and aliens, whether they exist or not. Yep. I was gonna go to prehistoric humans, humans before recorded history. Yes. So I found uh, there's this interesting thing. And what do you mean by on. what do you mean by recorded history? Are you talking about like, written? Or are you talking about like any type of communication, like whether it was like a structure that somebody built? Or like a cave painting, like when you're talking about recorded history. When I'm talking pre, yeah, pre-recorded history. I guess I'm talking pre the whatever stone tablets out of Sumeria where we have written okay history. Right. So yeah, now we have some stories and mythologies and legends passed down and. and you but know, you're, but yeah, but whether you're, you're talking about of those. Yeah, and, and, you're talking about like the like the the people who came here 40,000 years ago across the, the Bering Strait. Right, whatever, yeah. Across the ice bridge. Yes, the the first pushes of humanity out Bering, of... That's not the Bering Strait. Yeah. Uh, you know what I meant. I meant the ice yeah, bridge. Yeah, the Bourbon Straits. The Bourbon Straits. Yeah. Oh, there's a fire. They're going up. Now they're shooting at Kroger. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, yeah, bad was it Kroger? It was that Kroger we just passed. Recently? The oh, one yesterday, the one that my dad made CNL. a my dad made a yeah my dad made a joke and he said it was Kmart. I think he put down the wrong K store. Yeah, it's Kroger and it was, Kmart's it's liter- close. Yeah, that happened literally uh, like right there. two miles from where we I were. I shop at that Kroger. That. Yeah, I shop at that Kroger too. I um, won't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I don't forget that. Uh, so pre prehistory humans. So I saw this really interesting thing on. Uh, this is PBS Eon show, and they talked about the mitochondrial Eve in the Y chromosome atom. Literally, the 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 two humans who all of us are descendants of. And now, that, that now are we talking about? Okay, all right, okay, go on. And that they have you know, through their genetic testing and studying and sampling of hundreds of thousands of people who have now spit, sent their spit into 23andMe.com, they have said, okay, we've determined that this mito- so, so mitochondria is part of our cell. Right. You know, they're the powerhouse of the cell. They also are not us. They're not our DNA. They were, back in the day, another single-cell organism that got swallowed by another single-cell organism that didn't die, that actually stayed inside of it, that allowed the other cell to stop producing its own energy and just rely on the mitochondria. So we have this DNA in us that isn't our DNA, and thereby it mutates at a very slow rate. And because it's mutating at a very slow rate, it's just pretty much the same mitochondria passed down. Now it passes down in a line from mother to mother to mother to mother, 
So, because we don't get mitochondrial DNA from our father, we only get it from our mom. So, a daughter's daughter's daughter will have the same mitochondrial DNA that her grandmother has. Yeah. So, uh, you can trace that line back. And all humans, there was one back, you know, they, es- they estimate, you know, back to what? You mean 200,000 years are, ago. Are you talking about back to when the mitochondria entered? The, no, um, like entered the stream of DNA. No, back to they say it was in a population of humans. There was a woman who is actually the ancestor of all women now. Okay, even though there was other women around with her at the time. Okay, their in their lineage has passed off. Okay, has ended. All right, her lineage is the only lineage for all humans. Okay, that are on Earth, and they know that because of them taking testing from everybody. All right, the types of we all share this one DNA. So cool. that mitochondria today did come from one person. Okay, all right. Same thing for the Y chromosome, male Y chromosome. Like it's the only chromosome you get from your dad. So a father's 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 father has the same Y chromosome you do, and they can trace those back to your ancestral father okay and so you can all the humans you can find the different variations of dna and say what do they all have in common boom that's one person's so these people so these people either were the parents of everybody or like yes. they were like two people in separate locations that somehow crossed right. so, like, they're, so they're saying two hundred thousand years ago there was a woman two to three hundred thousand years ago there was a guy they just happened to be the actual where a descend- everyone is a descendant of this guy and everyone is a descendant of this woman, they most likely didn't know who each other were. It just so happened that all the kids, the shuffling, blah, 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 they're all related to this guy or this girl. That happened two to 300,000 years ago. So cool. I'm thinking that's awesome, and that leaves a giant loophole for, hey, well, there's Adam and Eve. Yeah. Because you just said, scientifically, you just said we're all descendants from one human yeah. man and one human woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... We're, it was um, like what? <laughs> and I might, uh, I might go check the check this out. Yeah, I guess I didn't link to it. So that's prehistoric humans and you know, the tracking and the flowing of. I I find a genetic studying and understanding of that really interesting, and oh, it's like a whole show worth because there's this there's this population. We spent this whole show talking about beer. There's this pop yeah and a terrible baseball team. The no, great baseball team. The if Cleveland not, Indians were a great baseball Are a great baseball team. So, there's this whole population in Japan that they look Caucasian. But they're actually the original inhabitants of Japan. And the, the Japanese who came there second were the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like we learned about in the History of Japan video. You didn't yeah. send me that video. Someone else I didn't. Did, Jack did you send me that video? No, I'll send you that video. Okay, I have a video about it too. The, the funny yeah. cartoon one that's like 10 minutes long? Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I'll send it to you. Okay. Well, anyway, so this these guys, they're now a small, small population in northern Japan. But they have, their DNA shows up in tribes that are like in Australia and like the most eastern parts of Asia, like near the Caucasus Mountains. Yeah. Like that's it. And then this part in northern Japan. And that's like the three spots that these markers show up at. It is in their population. So it's like, you guys are actually not related to everyone else in Asia. You're related to these two people in Australia and over in the Caucasus Mountains. 
He's like, what? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, genetic history would be something that'd be fun to look up. I think that'd be a, provide a lot of answers. If, I, if I'm going to, like, throw in, like, kind of, like, my last minute, because we're parked. i got to go back yeah. into work. Um, if I'm going to throw in, like, my last kind of ditch episode is that, like, you know, last, last, last episode, whatever, we talked about, um... Uh, last lunch. Last lunch. It was a lunch. We had yeah, lunch. Yeah, la- last lunch. Last we time don't we got have lunch. episodes. Last time we got lunch together, we talked about... Um, you know, we talked about you know, the, the birth and history of the universe, and we talked about you know the Big Bang or versus, or you know, versus like the idea of an intelligent designer, and we mentioned the idea that like I hold my view like I hold my worldview like a like a paper cup, you know, uh-huh. it's folded together and it either holds water or it doesn't. If there's anything that I feel like could, or anything I feel like that does challenge the narrative that I have. It's genetic history. It's that. It's it's that. It's it's those moments of humanity that are um, that before recorded history in that kind of a uh, kind of a thing. And there's there's I've read various theories out there. I had a book one time by a guy who he wanted to know. This could have been completely biased. I didn't know him. I I I have no. I'm don't have the ability to back up his claims or not. But I read a book one time about a guy who's a scientist in the seventies who um, he wanted to know what would happen to the body if it lived to be like five or six hundred, seven hundred years old, something like that. And so he did like like so he looked at like he looked at basic so here's what he did. He looked at the skulls of like children and the skulls of adults. And he and he looked at what changes over time, like how the skull grows and changes. And one of the things that he noticed is is that like your brow ridge keeps growing, and like your and like other areas like jaw wise or whatever like things keep growing. And he's like, when I do the run, when I run the models of a five hundred year old person or a three hundred year old person, that's a Neanderthal skull. Hmm. Like what this guy like was saying, and I don't have the ability to like know his claim or back it up. I mean, this could be junk science. <laughs> I, I don't know. But at the time, like there like there are people out there that are like that are you know at least looking into like um. Options of how you know the Earth might that, not be, you know, sold as to what it is, or, yeah. or or the idea of like intelligent design, or like alternate ideas to what's going on, and they may be true, they may not, but really, really, that's like in terms of like, like in terms of the I think the intelligent designer camp, those are all reactions to, those are all reactions to to a lot of the, a lot of the information that's out there. I don't think that we that, that's kind of the strongest case. What are you doing? I'm just I'm holding my brow down because now I don't want to become a Neanderthal. <laughs> like I'm just I'm worried. No, that, it's not like, holding it's it down. It's going to grow out. It's Wait, it's, grow okay, out. hold on. I'll just I'll just keep my hands. You're here. gonna have to you're gonna have to like put strap your head in a vice. Oh, uh, I just like that happens. Like they keep growing. Yeah, like, like your this, brow like, just like keeps growing. According really? to this, according to this guy who wrote a book in like the 70s or 80s. Oh god. I, take it for what it, <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Okay, uh, we have so much to cover. Yeah, we can't yeah, wait we till do. next lunch. We do. This is gonna be exciting. So. You'll get them. Well, we'll have a good rest of your we'll day. We'll talk a little. We'll, Today, we'll, don't forget your DVDs. I won't. Oh, yeah, thank be goodness. sure. Thank be you. sure. To, um, and you got to call your wife. I got to call my wife. Yeah. So we'll. So uh, next time we get lunch, we'll talk a little bit more. Well, maybe we'll dive a little bit yeah. more into prehistory. We'll start getting into um, the beginning history. You're looking at like yeah. the, you're looking at the black and white period of history. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that fantastical realm that nobody knows what happened, so we can invent any fantasy we want. Oh, I like, like that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I want I want to get into discussions like, was there a whole other civilization of humans before our civilization? Yeah, because there's some interesting like facts. Halo, Halo style, like forerunners. Or yes, 
Exactly. Yeah. Were, were we seeded by like a, a more intelligent alien race that right. seeded our population here? That's right. Let's yeah. talk about all cool. that. Cool. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, see ya. Bye-bye.